Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. Today is Thursday, September 22nd, five minutes after 10. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Thank you for joining us this morning. That guy is Rob Kendall. He's on Twitter at Rob M. Kendall. You can also find him on Facebook at Kendall and Casey. My name is Casey Daniels. I'm on Twitter as well. Actually, X. Sorry, Casey Daniels. No, you're on Twitter. It's fine. It's always going to be My favorite thing is in the newspaper articles where you'll see like, X, formerly, formerly known, known as, as Twitter. Twitter. Oh, shut up. Every single time they have to do oh, it that way. Oh, shut up. Yeah. If you'd like to watch, you can on YouTube, type in Kendall and Casey into the YouTube search bar. Coming up later this hour, we have Jim Merritt, who's going to join us, and we're going to discuss the interview we just had with John Rust. Uh, Hammer's going to join us from the number one rated Hammer and Nigel program. Uh, uh, speaking of that interview we did with Rust, and Kevin mm-hmm. will have it up on the podcast, um, those of you who missed it, John Rust is an egg farmer from Seymour. He's trying to run for United States Senate. Uh, the Republicans, because uh, the establishment, Holcomb Hup for Incorporated, have deemed Jim Banks establishmenty enough to be a reliable stooge vote for them going forward, have endorsed Jim Banks, and they are putting all the power in their it's almost Austin Powers. All the power in their power. Mm-hmm. They're putting all the power and might of the party behind Banks. They're trying to keep this guy from even running for Senate. Mm-hmm. And y- when you hear that interview, it's gross, isn't it? Well, it's gross what they're doing. I thought the biggest takeaway was how you pointed out that one woman potentially yes. could change the entire makeup of the political um, you know, outlet here in Indiana. Well, let me explain for people who didn't totally understand that what we're talking about with this. So... This is how corrupt the election laws are in the state or ballot access laws are in the state. If you don't, John Rust right now could be running for U.S. Senate, no problem. Mm -hmm. You don't actually have to vote in two Republican primaries because in the state of Indiana, if they like you or they don't like the person you're running against enough and they believe you're a viable candidate, the county chairman can sign a form to say, no, this person's fine. Mm -hmm. But because this county chairman loves her some Jim Banks, Mm -hmm. and they don't want anybody to possibly challenge Jimmy on much of anything, you know, like voting for Kevin McCarthy 15 times or not voting on the debt ceiling or, you know, just a, a litany of other things. She refuses to sign the form for this Rust guy. However, she were uh, not for Jim Banks. She could sign the form and we're all good here. Mm-hmm. This, These ballot access laws in this state are so corrupt and they're so designed to keep regular people from running. And so if you missed the interview, it'll be up on the, the podcast. Uh, it's, it's so disappointing what we have and what is currently standing and preventing people, regular people, people who have, may have come to the party, you know, a year ago. Yeah. You don't get to be a part of it, but you have to pay for it. It's just the total government way right like you don't get to be in the club but you've got to subsidize the club that's for damn sure oh and we'll accept your vote for the yeah, club absolutely so we're gonna ask jim Merritt about that hypocrisy coming up something to look forward to but it was the uh, attorney general merrick garland who testified before the house judiciary committee yesterday nearly about six hours fielded a lot of different questions got heated at times but he tried to claim at one point that he hasn't talked to anybody at the 
the FBI about the Hunter Biden investigation. Isn't that incredible? He's the director, the attorney general, right? And here he is saying he didn't talk to anybody in the FBI about this. Well, I don't want to taint the audio. So why don't we play it and then we'll get into... Well, I don't want to taint the audio. So why don't we let the audience determine for themselves and then we'll examine. Deal? Okay, All right, sure. here we go. Have you had personal contact with anyone at FBI headquarters about the Hunter Biden investigation? Uh, don't re- I, don't, I don't recollect the answer to that question, but the FBI works for the Justice Department. It's. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You don't department? recollect. You don't recollect whether you've talked with anybody at FBI headquarters about an investigation of the president's son. I, I don't believe that I did. I promised the Senate when I came um, before it for confirmation that I would leave Mr. Weiss in place and that I would not interfere with his investigation. Okay. Did I you ever? Kept, I have kept that promise. All right. It's almost like he's pleading the fifth. I do not recall. Well, yeah, Casey, go ahead and ask me, Rob, have you had any conversations with the FBI about the Hunter Biden investigation? (laughs) Ask me. Go ahead. Rob, have you had any conversations with the FBI about the Hunter Biden investigation? No, absolutely not. 100% without debate, without discussion. Yeah. Now, did that sound like what you heard from Merrick Garland? No. It's Uh, it's like he's trying not to perjure himself. uh, I also love, and Kev, I'm going to ask you to play here in just a second about the first five or six seconds of that because Merrick Garland's response when the question is asked initially sounds like the response I give when my wife will ask me, how much have you had to drink during this sporting event? Are you you ready, Kev? All right, here we go. Have you had personal contact with anyone at FBI headquarters about the Hunter Biden investigation? Uh... I don't, I don't recollect the answer okay. to that question. Yeah, yeah. Rob, how much have you had to drink during this football game? Uh. Uh. <laughs> and that's when you come back with, I, I don't recollect. All right, so Jim Jordan was blasting him over the claim that he turned down Weiss trying to bring charges against Hunter Biden in Washington. Quote, Mr. Weiss has full authority to bring cases in other jurisdictions if he feels it's necessary. That was your response, Attorney General, to Senator Grassley's question on March 1st, 2023. You just referenced it when Mr. Bishop was questioning you. Only problem is he'd already been turned down by the U.S. Attorney in the District of Columbia, Mr. Graves. So he didn't have full authority, did he? I had an extended conversation with uh, Senator Grassley at the time. We briefly touched on the Section 515 question and how that process went. Um, I've my never been suggested. My point's real simple, Mr. Garland. You said he had complete authority, but he'd already been turned down. He, he wanted be- to bring an action in the District of Columbia, and the U.S. Attorney there said, no, you can't. And then you go tell the United States Senate under oath that he has complete authority. I'm going to say again that uh, no one had the authority to turn him down. They could refuse uh, to partner with him. Him, they could you not can use whatever you, you, language they, refuse to partner is turning down. Well, it's not the same under a well-known Justice Department practice. <laughs> this really sounds like to me that Garland is trying to throw Weiss under the bus. Well, of course, because it's blatantly obvious that they did interfere in this whole thing. How does a guy how is a guy on camera? violating federal gun law and by what i mean by that is he's clearly using drugs and then lied on the form and then you've got him dead to rights on tax evasion and with the liberals the two unforgivable sins are rich guys not paying their taxes and and guns 
And yet the dude was about to skadoodle on out the door if his attorneys hadn't acted like a bunch of weirdos. And then if the attorneys had just agreed with the prosecution that, yeah, he can be charged again because he was never going to be charged again. If it were not for the aptitude of his attorneys, he probably would be scot-free right now. Mm -hmm. It's it's so much like that guy did it. No, that guy did it. And they're pointing at each other. Yes, it's it's the scarecrow in Wizard of Oz. Exactly. That's it. Okay. Uh, Matt Gates. uh, he tells Matt Gates that he won't investigate if Hunter Biden is selling access through his artwork. How can you guarantee that the people buying that art aren't doing so to gain favor with the president? The job of the Justice Department is to investigate criminal allegations. You have information. Are you investigating this? I mean, someone who bought Hunter Biden's art ended up with a prestigious appointment mm. to a federal position. Doesn't it look weird that he's making he's become this immediate success in the art world as his dad is president of the United States? Isn't that odd? I'm not going to comment about any specific. Not going to comment, not going to investigate. So. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and even if he did comment, it would come out something like, I don't recollect. He then refuses to answer Thomas Massey on how federal agents or assets were in the crowd on January 6th. When I said how many agents or assets of the government were present on January 5th and January 6th and agitating in the crowd to go into the Capitol and how many went into the Capitol, can you answer that now? I don't know the answer to that question. Oh, last time... You don't know how many there were or there were none? I don't know the answer to either of those questions. If there were any, I don't know how many. You've had- I don't know whether there are any. I think you may have just perjured yourself that you don't know that there were any. You want to say that again, that you don't know that there were any? I have any? no personal knowledge of this matter. I think what I said the you've, last time. You've had two years to find me. out. And the day, by the way, that was in reference to Ray Epps, and yesterday you indicted him. Isn't that a wonderful coincidence? On a misdemeanor. Meanwhile, you're sending grandmas to prison. You're putting people away for 20 years for merely filming. Some people weren't even there yet. You've got the guy on video who's saying go into the Capitol. He's directing people to the Capitol before the speech ends. He's at the site of the first breach. You've got all the goods on him, 10 videos, and it's an, and it's an indictment for a misdemeanor? The American public isn't buying it. I yield the balance of my time to Chairman Jordan. May I answer the question? <laughs> May I? No, because every time you try, it comes out, I don't recollect. Let's make sure people understand what the attorney general for the United States said right there. He wants you to believe that after three years, or well, two and a half years, that he has no idea, not how many, which that's ridiculous too, Mm -hmm. but he has no idea if there were any federal agents on the ground. He has no knowledge. On January 6th. Right. The attorney general. Has no knowledge. The chief law enforcement officer for the uh, United States of America mm-hmm. has no idea, it, it, is telling you he has no idea if there were any federal agents on the ground on January 6th. Yep. That's what we heard. No one believes that. Okay. I thought one of the best parts came from Indiana's Victoria Sparts. And she unloaded on him for slow walking probes into the Clintons, Hunter, Joe Biden, and FBI involvement on January 6th. I don't question. You're probably not a bad person. I don't know you, but well, I'll tell you, you're in charge of the department. And people right now feel, you know, I look at Durham report and I call on the FISA violations of various of millions of Americans, right? It's like KGB, but when I read Durham reports, we have this, you have a nice 
you know, playbook. First, let's have a special counsel, and then you don't have to answer any questions here. Then, let's extend slow work investigation on Hillary Clinton, on Hunter. Everything is slow work. We were very quick on Donald Trump, but you were very slow work. Then, by the time, you know, that investigation ended, statute of limitation expired, and all of your agents need to be tested for amnesia. No one recalls anything. Okay, you probably should have as part of your hiring policy. So no one held accountable, which was egregious what happened, you know, in that report. When I read with them, I can't believe it happened in the United States of America. This is my frustration. I'll be honest with you. Then it's very interesting, you know, regardless what it is, even people in Obama administration raise concerns. You know, how oh, okay. can President I'm gonna, Trump... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just like put a... Put a screwdriver between my ears if we don't stop <laughs> you know what we have to do we have to get her and fetterman in a room together <laughs> and just re just hit record and just let them start talking to each other <laughs> and then we'll need a translator possibly it is kendall and casey on 93 wibc life is full of things to manage your work your family your plans and your treatment consider kesimpta ofatumumab 20 milligram injection you can take it yourself from the comfort of home if you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. What with all my expectations long abandoned, my solitary nature notwithstanding, you're the one who pulled me out of that crash. 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's here, and it's time to get educated on what's going on down the street from us at 200 West Washington. And when we do that, we bring in a man with information and resources unlike any other. He spent 30 years in the Indiana Senate. The great, the great, the fabulous, the always cheerful Jim Merritt. Hello, sir. Robert, how are you? Well, I'm And where is my t-shirt? Uh, boy, you want an... <laughs> which you, one you want? Yeah, do you want an I hate Rob Kendall shirt? Or do you want an I love Rob Kendall t-shirt? Well, you know which one I want. Well, you can get it at store.hammerandnigel.com. And, of course, uh, my portion of the proceeds going to Project Rescue to help fight uh, human trafficking across Fantastic. the Fantastic. Yeah. So I knew you'd, you'd love that. Uh, okay, so uh, you know Todd Rokita, right? I do. Uh, did you have the misfortune of having any dealings with him? Oh, yeah, Secretary of State. You had worked with him quite a yeah, bit. Yeah, I've known Todd for a long, long time through Congress and Secretary of State and, and now Attorney General. And and his, his dad's a dentist and my oh, sister's no a dentist. That's right. Yes, that's correct. Okay, so um, and your dad was a doctor. Is that right? Uh, uh, my my dad's not my oh, that's dad's right. a business. No, 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 right. My sister's a doctor. That's right. Thank you. Dentist. Yes, very good. I was, uh, not to make this a merit family history sort of thing here, <laughs> but I wanted to take this approach because Rokita, obviously, the attorney general, now under uh, has to face charges from the disciplinary commission related to his conduct on Fox News about this abortion doctor. Um, you know Rokita personally. Why is he the way that he is? I think he's he, he he's a. Uh, uh, I think he's an individual that gets up in the morning and charges the day, and he he wants to challenge the the outlines of of the game of politics, if you will, in, in government. And uh, he is one of these individuals who uh, says what he believes, and everybody be damned. And I think that I think that angers people, such as our friend Abdul. And and there are very few people in politics that are like Todd Rukey. 
Anita, when he ran for the U.S. Senate, I think he thought he was Donald uh, Donald Trump the second because he's a slash and burner. Yeah, mm-hmm. Casey and I talk about this a lot, though. So the B- Rokita behavior, people are like, didn't you and Rokita used to be buddies? Yes, we did. Then he ran for Senate and he behaved like a buffoon and a lunatic. And he learned nothing off of that, Jim, because now it's even worse. He's in a position where he shouldn't be political at all. And he is doing the same stuff. And now it's got him in super hot water. When people poll uh, and, and, and they ask what kind of words they want their politicians to use, uh, the, the, the word fight always comes to the, the surface. They, they want their politicians to fight, fight City Hall, fight the Democrats, fight the Republicans. And, and Todd Rokita takes that to the hilt. Mm-hmm. And, and this is what happens. Uh, he, he's one of these individuals who is spoiling for a fight and uses those terms and and this this is a situation that might might be untenable for him it almost seems like he cut off his nose to spite his face like he really didn't think this through no i i think i i don't think he did because uh, i'm sure he was surprised by uh what the commission has come with and and he's got a tough road to hoe this this fall i don't know what the time frame is but uh uh, he's he's got some situations, and he's uh, he's hired some expensive help, uh, legal help, and uh, we, we're all we, just going to sit back mean, and watch. You mean we have hired some expensive that, legal help? Th- that's very true. And and some people <laughs> uh, are, are going to sit back and get their diet coke and their popcorn and watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so the the other question I have about Rokita because there have been there was a whole expose in Politico about this once, I believe, about how hard it is to work for him and the people that he's rolled through over the years because people have said we were just not going to take this from you doesn't he have anybody that could stop him and be like dude you should not go on fox news and and do this because well this is what might happen no he doesn't he doesn't have anybody that that is that is um that monitors him that he listens to because obviously through the years of all the conversations about the treatment of staff and 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 uh and his idea of uh, of a lovely day is fighting and and, and challenging <laughs> so his staff mine, Jim, and challenging I, the media I, so, so is mine but i wouldn't go on fox news if i were the attorney general and do something that any lawyer should know probably gonna get me in a bunch of hot water well he gets carried away there's no two ways about it uh says what he believes and believes what he says mm. all right jim merritt our guest of course he spent 30 years in the uh, in the indiana senate uh let's talk about this lawsuit involving uh, john rust we had him on the program earlier today i am cheerleading for him on this merit because i think you uh you as uh, republicans have rigged the system in favor of your desirable people at the expense of everyone else while asking us to pay for your little closed door society no 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 the the i served as the marion county republican chairman for uh, a couple of years and uh what what we want is party discipline we want to nominate people that are republicans through and through and what we've seen in the past is that that there there are kind of leaks and there are cracks in the in in the uh, in the foundation and that's what that is all about is we want Republicans to run for the whatever office the Republican nomination and that's what you're seeing here and uh, I'm not sure what all the uh, all the yelling is about with with Rust uh, Jim well, Banks is way ahead has been endorsed by the state Republican Party and he's going to win so but it's so it's, Jim it shouldn't matter whether the guy gets one vote or one million votes he has the right to run for public office and 
the Republicans and Democrats have coordinated together to say we're going to we're going to take public money to facilitate our little Dungeons and Dragons club here, but we don't want anybody to play the game with us who we don't like. Well, Either, don't take don't if you don't take my money and you guys want to do that, great. But you're taking my money to facilitate the way you guys want it done. We want Republicans to uh, to run in the Republican primary, and and uh, that's what you're seeing here. But but who is again? So we always hear from the Republicans. There's literally like a diversity club or whatever it's called now, class or whatever. We need new people to be involved. We want new people to be a part of the process. We need to be a bigger tent. And this guy comes and says, cool, I'd like to be in your tent. Nah, 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 nah. We weren't serious. We don't really want new people in the process. Well, it, it, it goes back to the thought that uh, the the there are party loyalists that have re- voted Republican forever, and they believe that they should have a chance for the Republican nod uh, Versus somebody that might be scattered and uh, and vote Democrat or or or, or uh, Libertarian and uh, we I think it, it, don't call it a litmus test but it's in the area code of that we want Republicans uh, uh, that are running in the Republican primary. It also it sounds uh, like it's a loyalty test, but it also sounds very hypocritical because when it comes to voters, Republicans will say, "Oh, you voted Democrat, but now you're coming to our team. We'll take it." Mm-hmm. But if you're going to run for office, you had to have been there the whole time. Well, you could say that. I, I it's I, interesting. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I heard her, Jim. She definitely did. You did say that, and and uh, it, it it just as Republican Party chairman, I uh, you want your very best. You want to award people that have that. Um, that, that pledge that allegiance to the Republican brand, and and you want to protect those people. But you shouldn't. Why do you guys take the public money then to do the elections? I mean, if you guys ran your elections the way libertarians run their elections, not a word for me. It's your club. You can pick how you do it. You don't want me in it. Fine. But you're taking public money, and then you're going. We're going to be super picky about who we allow to run for public office in the state of Indiana, even though we're using the public money to uh, facilitate our elections. Well, it's not just Republicans. Democrats do I the agree. same thing. I think the whole thing is crap. But right now, you guys are the ones who are doing the crap. Well, but we. <laughs> The Republican Party is a minority party in Indianapolis, Marion County. It's 60-40, Democrat-Republican. We need to award, we need to uh, keep our Republican Party as tight as possible so that, that we have that that. Um, teamwork and 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 just think about it. If you're just if you're a precinct committeeman and you hear somebody voted Democrat and and uh, in a previous election, are you going to work that hard for that Democrat? Okay, I'll get off of this, but I just want to play out because Abdul and I and you talked about this on Statehouse happening. So you're telling me the loyalty test in order to be able to run in your party is I can walk in on primary day, say, give me a Republican ballot, I can leave it completely blank and walk out, and you say, I'm a great Republican. That, uh, As Abdul said on the show, you can do that. The, the, Doesn't that, isn't that just like alarm bells going, this is a really stupid system? Yeah, but nobody does that, as far as we know. How do you know? You've well, been I don't know that, but we're, what, the whole idea is the Republican Party needs to be a fine-tuned fine-tuned unit where we can espouse the the uh, the great things about being a Republican. What are they? <laughs> well, 
<laughs> we're waiting. <laughs> well, you know where I come from. I Lesser government, efficient government, and we keep you safe. But that is not the Republican Party. Hey, before we go, Jack Sandlin passed away, state senator, uh, last night. I know you worked with him yeah. for, for a brief time in the Indiana Senate. Any uh, memories of that? Yeah, I've, I worked for him, with him for a long time because he was Perry Township trustee. And great man, law enforcement, uh, family man, great husband, and and he will be missed. The Republican Party and, and the Senate itself, Democrat and Republicans, are, are a family, and, and uh, all 50 members are close. There are people grieving today, Republican and Democrat. Uh, where can people find you? What are you doing these days? Uh, Gabriel, it's Jim Underline Merritt. We do Merritt in the Morning with Klopp, and uh, we have the Attorney General. Merritt in the Morning will be broadcast today being thursday yeah. at three o'clock oh. with the former attorney general curtis hill oh i like mm. that maybe you can get his insight on uh we, somebody, it, it will be a question we're getting their law license senator sandlin and, and curtis hill were close as well all right uh jim merritt your national treasure thank you my friend thank you you're listening to kendall and casey on 93 wibc rocks Good morning. It is 1037. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Rob Kendall, you have something coming up on Tuesday. Well, it's not just me, Casey. You're going to be a part of it, too. You're going to allow that? They don't know you're going to be a part of it, but I'm telling them right now you're going to be a part of it. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> uh, yes, as you know, Casey, I very rarely leave my house anymore other than to do this fabulous radio show or work my uh, other fabulous job slinging drinks at the uh, thirsty patrons on a large plot of land where people hit a little white ball across the uh, across the land in question. Uh, but occasionally from time to time, I do get out and venture out into the great wild and give a speech on politics or government. And I'm going to do that on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Our old friends at the Indy Defenders of Liberty, that's a phenomenal group. They've been around a very, very long time. It will be in Avon. It'll be Tuesday night, September the 26th. Uh, due to anticipated attendance uh, because you know we're told nobody listens, but yet guy drove all the way from South Carolina just to just to see us. Well, he didn't just to see us, but he wanted to make sure he saw us. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are requiring a ticket, so admission is free, but you have to get a ticket. I have the link posted at Rob M. Kendall on Twitter right now at Rob M. Kendall. It's right there at the top. And Casey, I am declaring, will be the celebrity introducer. <laughs> uh, so even if you loathe me and love Casey, a great chance to meet Casey as well. I think I just got voluntold. Uh, you voluntold <laughs> yourself. I did. All right. So that's something to look forward to on Tuesday. Yeah. Rob Kendall in the flesh. If you want to see us rip some Republicans and we'll get all the folks that we have all the nicknames for and we'll be talking about all of our rowdy good time fun gang with the establishment. Oh, if you think we're wild and wacky on these radio airwaves, just wait till you see us in person. Okay. Let's talk about what's going on with Dave Portnoy. You know, he's the CEO of the Barstool Sports and uh, he posted <laughs> that he got wind that a Washington Post reporter was writing a hit piece about him and his pizza fest. And what did he do? He says he does what he always does and he goes on the offensive. So instead of just taking it, sitting back, he actually called the reporter to ask her what the deal was. And it was about a 10 minute conversation they had. She was backpedaling the whole time, the reporter, and was trying to desperately set up an on the record meeting with him. Uh And through the conversation, he was saying, you know, I'm always on the record, whether, you know, you think I am or not. This is all on the record. He was recording her. She was asking, well, can we do an official interview? 
and I'll record you this time. They go back and forth. But it was during the interview that she said something that should be uh, eye-opening to anybody who reads any newspaper. Listen to what she says. I have not written, have not written the story, believe me. Have you made your mind up about me? We're, we're in the reporting phase. I don't, you know, I can't not for me to say, and I'm also working with somebody else. But that seems like a pretty straightforward question that have you made your mind up about me? If you can't answer that, I no. Can say, I can say I have not made my mind up about you. Then why would you include that in the in the email to sponsors? Because I was hoping for a dialogue with them. You know, it's sometimes you have to say something like, this is like, you know, it's sort of a reporting tactic when you want someone to respond. You kind of have to indicate that there might be something negative, and then you get them to engage. That's all I was trying to do. I really wanted them to engage with me. That is a sad state of journalism if that's a tactic that you have to, what I would say is make up something about somebody. there There might be something negative, and so you want to give people a chance to respond and have a conversation with you that's what i was trying to do so that's she's unbelievable saying, isn't yeah it? she's admitting to him i'm gonna say something negative to try to get you to engage with me yeah so again just to kind of simplify what we're talking about here because there's a lot of moving parts so dave portnoy who's the barstool guy has this big pizza fest he's a huge pizza guy when he goes to a city he'll film himself go into a famous pizza place and mm-hmm. then he'll tell you if it's any good or not and so he's having this big event and according to this, at this report, this uh, was it. I don't I can't remember who it was. What paper it was? Did they say what, what it was the Washington Post? Oh, well, interesting. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to that in a second. She was calling, according to him, allegedly the sponsors and basically bad mouthing him to the sponsors who are you know helping Dave Port and I put on this pizza fest. Saying, "Why would you want to be engaged with this guy? He blah 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 blah." And she didn't deny it there and yep. basically admitted I was doing it to try to create a story. Yep. It's just an ex- it's an example of how the legacy media doesn't like people like him. And they'll go to anything just to get engagement and clicks. Now, here's what's super interesting. And we won't tell you why she was here. But we had a reporter from The Washington Post yesterday mm-hmm. who was here with us in studio. Yep. All day yesterday. Yep. Again, it's amazing, Casey. We're told down the street, no one listens to your show. No one cares what you have to say. And yet the Washington Post is like, hey, we'd like to follow you guys around for a day and Mm -hmm. really get to know you because, well, apparently someone listens to our show. She was here the whole time. I thought she was super professional. I thought she was very lovely. We engaged in all sorts of banter about things related to the topic she is potentially writing about. We engaged in conversation not about what she was writing about. But, uh, like, I thought, hey, this is a person who gives journal. Now, we'll see how they write it up. Right? I we know, right? Well I, well, I asked you later, are you nervous about this? Because it was the Washington Post. Is it going to be a hit piece? Hopefully not. No, I don't think so. But here's, the, but here's the thing. It's like, and I get what Portnoy's saying. It's amazing these two people work at the same paper, given how she was and how this is, because they were nothing alike. But it's like, she asked. I said, absolutely, come on in. We will engage with you as we did for three hours. We mm-hmm. answered every question that she had. We didn't duck or dodge anything. And that's the way we are. We are like Portnoy. I see why he's upset about this because he is saying, look, if you have a problem with me, come to me directly. I will talk to you. I will engage. For three hours, we engage. That is so frustrating when you see somebody who is basically admitting, 
I am a, I am creating a story mm-hmm. based around the questions I'm asking versus as the reporter we had in here yesterday who was very lovely asking questions about the story she is working on. Well, I think the most frustrating far, part for Dave Pornoy is this person was writing this article about him without talking to him. Yeah, exactly. And she's putting out these negative well, feelers to try and get to him to engage. Just call him. But, it, but bring it back super local. Is it? It is no different than what, remember when WTHR and old 2Ls mm-hmm. and his Verify segment does this big story about accusing Hammer and Nigel of lying about what was going on at Camp Atterbury. I mean, basically, that's what he was trying to say is, hey, we've got all these sources that say Hammer and Nigel are wrong. Without checking with we Hammer and Nigel. called them. Yes, and, call the person directly. And then it turned out old 2Ls was the one who was wrong, mm-hmm. and Hammer and Nigel were completely right because the government admitted everything Hammer and Nigel said, and old 2Ls never did a updated verify or an I'm sorry or anything else. This is just time and time again where you have these reporters who are interjecting themselves. They are becoming players in the game instead of reporting what happened in the game itself. Yeah, and speaking of Hammer, he's worked up today, and he is next on 93 WIBC. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. It's away from 11. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And Hammer joins us in the studio from the Hammer and Nigel show. Good morning. When I hear that song from Warren, Cherry Pie, I think about one of the great promotional videos of all time, the Hammer and Nigel show car wash video. Mm. You've seen that video. I have seen it. You're welcome. (laughs) Uh, Let's talk a little bit about Marion County here because it's getting national attention. Mm -hmm. Uh, NBC News, Fox News, all these national media outlets are talking about how much of a Mickey Mouse operation the criminal justice system is in Marion County. Welcome to the party, Bal. Right. (laughs) Something we've been talking about for a number of years uh, on our show, on your show, Mm -hmm. uh, with the previous host. If you've been listening to this radio station, you know... We tell you the truth. We live here. We come downtown. We're here every day. We know what's going on. And this story about the Marion County Sheriff's Office, barely one month removed from the debacle that killed a deputy, just accidentally signing out a murderer. Mm -hmm. And they can't find the guy now. Oh, they got his girlfriend. They've questioned other folks. But the actual murderer who was wanted on three warrants from Minnesota is still somewhere out there. And the cherry on top of the Sunday is that this happened last Tuesday, last week. And we just found out about it this week. Yeah. And and their excuse was, well, we didn't want to give him a heads up that we knew. We thought it'd be easier to catch him Mm -hmm. if you let a violent alleged murderer out onto the street and you didn't think the public had the right to know of, hey, if you've seen this guy, call 911. Yep. yep. So when a sports team struggles, you can't fire all the players because maybe you do have good players. You fire the manager. Yeah, that's right. You fire the coach. Yeah. And it feels like we're kind of at that point with the Marion County Sheriff's Department, Sheriff's Office here. There's a lot of awesome workers that go out there every day. They're overworked. They're underpaid. They have to deal with a mayor and a prosecutor that makes their life a living hell. 
but the leadership, Kerry Forrestal, you are on a losing streak that warrants a serious conversation about your competency. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if you saw the Marion County Sheriff's deputies all get together and have a vote of no confidence because this loser is a problem leading their ship. And what do they all have in common, whether it's Mears or it's Forrestal or it's Hogsett? They're all left Democrats and they're all institutional people who have come up to that Marion County Democrat machine and they all are totally incompetent buffoons. So 60% of the vote voted for Ryan Mears. Yeah. Approximately the same amount voted for Kerry Forrestal. So maybe we're the minority here. Maybe we're the loud minority because 60% of the people feel like this is just fine. 60% of Marion County residents say letting a murderer go, allowing a deputy to be murdered because he was alone with a violent murderer is just fine. Well, and let's face it, would you be surprised if the mayoral election does not go that exact same way given the campaign Shreve has run? Joe Hogsett's going to win a third term, and I hate that. I do. But that's the real reality here. And years from now, the history books, you're going to be explaining to your grandkids. They're going to ask questions. Hey, I see that Joe Hogsett won three straight terms in Indianapolis. That's very rare. He must have been really good at his job. (laughs) Indianapolis must have been thriving during that time. (laughs) Well, little Jimmy, it's quite the opposite. We had record homicides. Businesses were leaving in droves. The homeless and drug problem was never... Never worse, and the criminal justice system was a national laughingstock. One of the biggest problems you've seen is because of the growth of the suburbs on the backs largely of irresponsible planning and zoning by these municipalities have allowed, no offense, Hammer, anybody with an ounce of common sense to get the hell out of Marion County. And I know you stay, and look, I'm a towny lifer, I, I live just like you, so I'm not saying you're wrong for doing this, but the majority of people who are inclined to vote for someone other than Joe Hogsett said, why wouldn't I just move, then I never have to deal with Mm -hmm. Joe Hogsett. Mm -hmm. I counter that with the defense that Michael Bolton gave in the movie Office Space. (laughs) Why should I have to change? He's the one that sucks. No, I agree agree with you wholeheartedly. You know me. There's no one who stands and fights against their local government more than me. (laughs) So I think there's something very admirable in that. But it sucks. It sucks because so many people have left that these elections aren't even competitive anymore. Right. And Cindy Carrasco, who lost the prosecutor's race to Ryan Mears last year, was a good candidate. She was funded well. I thought she ran a pretty good campaign. You know, I wasn't in love with the people that ran her campaign, but she did all the right things. And she got beat 60% to 40%. And that is the breakdown of Democrats to Republicans in Marion County, give or take a few numbers here. Yeah, but here's the thing. And this is the Republican Party. The guy who was the head of the Indy GOP just got promoted to a high-ranking position in the state party. And Joe Elsner's a fine guy. He's always been very nice to me. But the Marion County GOP is a complete train wreck. It's a disaster. They hold no offices here other than a couple in the city council. They're ineffective. They're inefficient. They're a joke. Look at this loser they've got as their standard bearer this time. It'd be like giving a raise to the general manager of the Pittsburgh Pirates. (laughs) Hey, look, you've been in last place for the last five years, but we really like the direction of the program here, so here's more money. We like what you're doing. Keep on. Well, in your opinion, which is worse, mirrors or Hogset? Oh, we don't have time for this. (laughs) This is a full three-hour show shows worth of conversation here but we'll talk a little bit about ryan mears this afternoon because we've got more information on this horrible witch or Mm. something that rhymes with it that stabbed the baby yeah it's gross thank you hammer you're listening to kendall and casey on 93 wibc